Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, brought to you as ever by the Amp Radio Network. We are here, ladies and gentlemen, to do as we always do on a fight week for the UFC. Hashtag smack my picks up for UFC Fight Night 152, Dos Santos versus Lee, which will be held May 18th, 2019 at the Blue Cross Arena. Rochester, New York, ladies and gentlemen, the granddaddy of them all, as our boys from the co-main event podcast like to say, we are down one cast of characters tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Marco is unfortunately out with the Hivis tonight, so we will get into this with not the usual cast of characters, but with the main cast of characters without the star of the show, we'll go with that. All right, so let's get into it, DJ Tony, um, coming at us. I would assume from the beach somewhere in North Carolina. I saw the picture earlier on. Let's cue the music for Pammy from North Carolina. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else gets the hose again. Hey, what happened to my new music? Well, sometimes we like to mix it up on you, Pammy. I guess. What's up, guys? How's everybody? Pammy, how you doing today from North Carolina? I am awesome. It's Beautiful, 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 beautiful weather outside. Oh, my gosh. It's absolutely oh. lovely. Hashtag cue the music. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful, perfect weather. I'm loving it. Did it's you see that time. picture earlier on, DJ Tony? I saw the beach time. Did you see that picture earlier on, DJ Tony? Uh, Paul said I was not allowed to view that photo, so no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But we are allowed to cue the music, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So let's move Well, you right can look along. at it, but you have to squint. <laughs> <laughs> Lightsabers you have and all. To put a book all right. Yeah, you have to put a book in your lap. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Moving right along, ladies and gentlemen, we are also joined tonight by the first, not only the first lady of Vamp Radio, but also the boss man himself, the original B boy. Tony time, bitches. Let's see if it works, because, you know, it hasn't been working lately, so we'll go with the old time. It's Tony time, bitches. Apparently it is Tony time, bitches, as Tony Ferguson will fight Pam's boy, Anthony Showtime Pettis. What? <laughs> He's messing with your head. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Anyways, DJ Tony, glad to have you here as well. Um, of course, as I mentioned, we are not going to be joined from the heart of Texas tonight. But we are going to get into oh, UFC Fight Night 152 <laughs> from Rochester, New York, ladies and gentlemen. Of course. We're going to do the, co- the main and the co-main event tonight, but of course the co-main event has changed for this particular event. It is no longer Neil Magny versus Vincent Luque. Uh, apparently yeah. now the co-main event is Aspen Ladd versus Sajari <laughs> Eubanks. So let's go ahead and get into this, DJ Tony. Why don't you go ahead and cue that music? To the welterweight division we go. 
Rafael Dos Santos versus the moving up to probably the better weight for him, Kevin Lee. Let's go ahead and give you guys the odds on this right now so I don't forget. Kevin Lee is at a minus 105, and Rafael Dos Santos is coming back at us at a minus 115, and apparently increasing. Lots of money coming back in on RDA. Um, So, Tammy, let's start with you if we can here. Um, You know, both of these guys obviously moving up from 155. Rafael Dos Santos looking good ish at 170 against the Motel or Dos Santos. What did yeah. I say? Dos Santos. You, you've been uh, saying I Dos apologize. Santos the entire time. Yeah, you know what? I, I apologize. Hosting a show but is we not what you meant. Gentlemen, sometimes I mess up. I do apologize. That's his own. That's, that's, against Kevin Lee, the Motown yeah. Phenom, 28-11 yeah. and 11 versus 17-4. and 4. Pammy, what you got? Well, RDS is RDA's alter ego. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. So I'm assuming that they moved up a weight class because Kevin Lee needs to add, um, like, for a staph infection, he needs, uh, you know. (laughs) No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. You know what? I think this is going to be a fun fight. Um, RDA, Kevin Lee, uh, Kevin Lee's coming in with that 77-inch reach, 7-inch, a 7-inch advantage, reach advantage. Yeah, I see that. Man, RDA's got that, that, that. Jiu-Jitsu, that is Muay Thai kicks. Oh my gosh, um, he's uh, six and ten. He is coming off two losses, but those losses that he's coming off of Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington. Um, you know, not champion and interim champion. Yep, got it. Yep, and seem to be champion. <clears throat> anyway, you know what? I'm going um, RDA on this one. I, I, I think uh, okay. even though Kevin Lee has that advantage, that reach advantage. I don't know, man. RGA, RDA, I think it's just a little bit more polished. I think his fight resume is better. Um, you know, he's got wins over Robbie Lawler, Neil Magny, Tarek Safadine, who would have been the co-main, um, Cerrone Pettis, <clears throat> Nate Diaz. Um, I, I just think he's just a little bit more put together. I'm taking him. It's a five-rounder. Um, uh, Fourth-round stoppage. Okay. So TKO? Yeah, TKO. All right, so Pammy going with RDA in the fourth round by TKO. GJ Tony, uh, this is Kevin Lee Swanson, or sorry, it's his first time at 170 uh, in the UFC. Um, we've talked a little bit about Kevin Lee, you know, having trouble making 155, but uh, RDA also had the same problem. So th- these two guys maybe can uh, stretch their legs a little bit here at 170. What you got going on here? Kevin Lee's first time at 170. You know what? Pam was right about this, you guys, in terms of, and I know Pam was joking about the staph infection, et cetera, but if you really think about it, Kevin Lee having a hard time making weight, and he's a pretty, I mean, he's not tall, but he's a pretty big guy for his weight at 155. But RDA, don't forget, all those wins that Pam was talking about, those were, in my opinion, pre-USADA um, oh. wins. Not, we're, not, we're not saying that, that Hoppel Dos Anjos was on anything, but let, let's just say he was, he looked a little bit ripper back then than he did. And it could be age. Who knows? I mean, he's 34, but he's fought a lot of fights. He's 28 and 11. I'm taking a young gun pro. I think Kevin yeah. Lee with 
I mean, think of who RDA has lost to. Rafael Dos Angeles has lost to two young guys, beat the older guys. I'm I'm choosing uh, Kevin Lee. I'm choosing Kevin Lee via decision over RDA. I don't think RDA is going to give up quickly. Okay, so you, it goes all three rounds for you, and you're taking Kevin Lee in a hard-fought battle. Um, okay, that guys, would be five, I right? Think, no, no, that's oh, sorry, five. Yes, we're in the main event. My apologies. I was already moving on to the co-main event, so I apologize. Yes, so five rounds for Kevin Lee. Good luck with that one, DJ Tony. Sorry about that, but good luck. Um, look, guys, I, we know that RDA is already. Um, acclimatized to the fact that he can fight at 170 pounds, Kevin Lee moving up. This is going to be the first time that Kevin Lee can experience, you know, not cutting down um, and trying to kill himself to fight in the cage uh, the next day. Uh, So I I, I hope that Kevin Lee took this seriously and he actually was like trying to stay around a good welterweight weight um, and he didn't balloon up because I would like to see a good fight between these two guys. Again, Two, in my opinion, smaller guys for their welterweight division. Probably these guys would be better served at, you know, maybe 165. Um, and they would have kind of an advantage there. But these two guys, I think this is a good fight for these guys in particular because they're smaller in the weight division. And I hope that this is something that moves forward in the future, that we see guys just not cutting as much weight as, as they, they have been in the past. I'm going to take uh, RDA, though, guys. I think that RDA has um, acclimatized to to fighting at 170. He he has done it a number of times. He's going to be able to get inside on Kevin Lee. And Kevin Lee is going to try and and, and get his wrestling game on, but I think RDA is going to be able to defend that off. I'm going to go with a a third-round TKO for me for RDA. All right, guys, so Pammy, uh, just to recap, in the main event, Pammy is going with RDA. DJ Tony is a lone wolf going with uh, MMA junkie favorite uh, Kevin Lee by decision in five rounds. Uh, Proteus is also going with Pam on uh, the RDA train, third round TKO. And, again, let me give you guys that odds because they're very close. Kevin Lee, minus 105. Rafael Dos Santos, minus 115. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and move to the co-main event. DJ Tony, if you want to cue the music. All right, to the women's bantamweight division we go. Aspen Ladd versus uh, Sajara Eubanks. The fight for who can actually make weight. Aspen Ladd coming at us at a minus 290. DJ Tony, uh, Sajara Eubanks coming at us at a plus 245. So let's start with you, DJ Tony. Uh, who you got here in the co-main event? And, and and before you before you go, DJ Tony, let's let's throw it out there that the co-main event was supposed to be Neil Magny versus Vincent Luque, which they have apparently moved down uh, the card because uh, Vincent Luque is now fighting Derek Prance due to uh, Neil Magny popping for something in USADA. So. DJ Tony, let's start with you. You've got the, the floor here. You can talk about everything I just said. What you got? Well, not only that, but uh, not only is Vincent Luque upset over his fight falling out, but Megan Anderson got tossed from the main card. She got moved up 
from the prelims to the main card, she got moved back once again, or she was moved back um, to the prelims. So shout out to poor Megan Anderson, who got booted from the main card. But let's talk about Aspen Ladd, Proteus. Because Sacramento's own Aspen Ladd will fight not only, like you said, Sajara Eubanks, but they will have to fight the scales because both of these fighters have been unable to make the flyweight division great again. Shout out to Kobe Covington. But um, I'm choosing Aspen Ladd. I think both of these women can fight. I think both of these women have have a pretty good future. So Jara Eubanks, though, has been plagued by injury, I guess, or lack of, of making weight. She's still only 4-2, and two, but has excellent jiu-jitsu. But Aspen, Aspen Ladd, guys, has a lot of talent. Um, she's only 7-0, and oh, but she's been impressive, beating Tanya Evinger, who has a good BJJ, beat the striker and Lena Landsberg. And let's not forget, she did beat Sajara Eubanks at Invicta two years ago, two and a half years ago. So I'm going with Aspen Ladd, who knows what uh, Sajara Eubanks is all about. Aspen Ladd via decision over Sajara Eubanks. All right. Uh, so, yeah, DJ Tony, uh, again, I think I think what the UFC was trying to do with Megan Anderson was kind of start that preliminary card or finish that preliminary card uh, with, you know, uh, two good fighters or at least something where they can um, showcase Megan Anderson. I don't know if uh, Felisa Spencer is going to be much of a, a challenge for her. Um, um, so let me get into this fight. Um, Aspen Ladd versus Sajara Eubanks, like we said at the top, and like you just said, DJ Tony, I think it's going to be a, uh, a battle of the scales. Uh, both of these women have had a, a hard time uh, getting to um, to making weight in their uh, past particular fights. Um, but yeah, I think if if all goes well, DJ Tony, I think Aspen Ladd takes this one down. I think that she's just uh, the more skilled fighter, yeah, Eubanks is a good fighter, but again, she seems depleted every time that she can't quite make the weight. Uh, it seems like the weight cut is is something that um, really stresses her out. So I'm going to take Lad. I'm going to take her by second round uh, TKO. All right, Pammy, let's get you to finish this co-main event fight for us. It's a women's fight. Uh, of course, women's bantamweight, Aspen Lad versus Sajara Eubanks. Uh, what you got going on here in the co-main event? All right, Aspen Lad, Sajara Eubanks, part two. I'm going to make it short and yep. simple because uh, right. I didn't really have time to do research on this. Uh, same outcome, uh, Aspen Lad by decision for me. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, so you and Tony are going with a decision win for Aspen Lad. Okay, guys, let's go to everyone's favorite segment of the show, Spotlight Fight of the Night. Um, Pammy, let's start with you. What you got? I am going Charles Oliveira and Nikki Lentz. I think it's going to okay. be a fun fight. Um, Charles Oliveira, submission, king, um, first round submission. Okay, wow. That's Okay, so you're going with Oliveira. Yep. By first round submission. Pammy. Yep. Bold. Bold statement. Hey, man. All right, DJ Tony, let's, let's go. Yeah, you, well, apparently. Let's throw to you, <laughs> DJ Tony, uh, what you got going on here. Let, and let, Hang on. Let me just give you the odds real quickly on the Oliveira fight. Uh, Charles 
Oliveira at a minus 355. Nick Lentz wow. right now at a plus 295. All right, guys. So, DJ Tony, what you got? Spotlight fight of the night, please. You know what? I really thought that the Carney would be your spotlight fight of the night. I'm, this should be no surprise to anyone where I'm going with this. Oh, so let's, let's get this ready. Um, Michael Trezano will fight. Uh, <laughs> nope, that's not it. Let's hit the music for the beautiful Megan Anderson. Yeah. Guys, I think this fight is a better fight than we imagined. The problem is this fight should probably not be, and I don't mean this with any disrespect, probably should not be on a UFC card, um, only because Megan Anderson's still green, although very good fighter. Felicia Spencer's no joke, guys. She can fight too. Um, both of these women, Megan Anderson, obviously the six-footer. Felicia Spencer, not as tall, not as long, but certainly has shown that the phenom at 5'6 can fight at 145. The problem is Megan Anderson's too big, too long. I'm going Megan Anderson uh, via, uh, via TKO, believe it or not. Megan Anderson, TKO in the second. Shout out to Megan Anderson. All right. Second round TKO for Tony for Megan Anderson in his spotlight fight of the night. Okay, guys, uh, in my spotlight fight of the night, I'm not going to go with the previous co-main event. No, no, I'm not. Uh, what I'm going to go with is the uh, middleweight, middleweight bout between our uh, Tenio Carlos Jr. and Ian Heinch. I think I'm saying that right. I do apologize if I'm not. I'm going to take uh, Carlos Jr. Uh, I'm going to take him by uh, second round KO um, because, uh, you know, this is only the uh, Heinz, Heinz's second fight in the Heinish. UFC that I can tell. Heinish. Call Sorry, him Ian. I do apologize. <laughs> Heinish. Heinish. Ian Heinish. Okay. Okay. So let's go with that. And uh, I'm going to take Carlos Jr. Uh, by second round oh, KO in my exactly spotlight fight of the night. All right, guys. Um, let's go ahead and throw, um, because we're, we're, we're making great time, uh, throw to a little news and notes. Um and just so we First can, before all, we get into, yep. Who won the belt? That's exactly it. I was just about to say that, Pammy. All Thank right. you very much. Well, let's throw back to the weekend that was UFC 237 and also Bellator 221. Uh, we had a great weekend last weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, an abysmal weekend before that um, uh, for UFC Fight Night 151. Uh, so, And I did not touch on it last week, and I will not touch on it because there was only one point scored by the winner, and uh, let's not go there. So, we had a great weekend, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It was very competitive, and let me break it down. In the main event, uh, Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade. Uh, Marco took Rose by decision. Of course, not a winner. Pammy taking Andrade, also taking Andrade by third round TKO. Pammy, I gave you the uh, the benefit of the doubt with the TKO, and I gave you the benefit of the doubt with the Andrade win, so you get two points there. Tony, you also get two points uh, because you got a TKO and you also went with Andrade. Proteus scores no points there. All right. Yes, thank you very much. Let's move to the co-main event. Nobody 
but myself, Proteus, took Cannoneer in this fight. And you know what? Proteus scored three points in this particular fight because not only did I score Cannoneer, I got the second round and I got the TKO. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I got screwed over by DJ Tony because he scored three points later on uh, in uh, the Douglas Lima fight. So it all evens out. Spotlight for the impressive. Spotlight for the night. Proteus gets one point for AJ McKee. Got the win there. Uh, didn't get anything else right. Marco gets two points for getting the Volkanovski win. Uh, he picked Volkanovski. He got the decision. Two points there, Pammy. You got one point for taking Guida in your spotlight fight of the night. DJ Tony, you got one point for taking Almeida in in your spotlight fight of the night. None of us got any points except for uh, Pammy in the Bellator main event because she was the only one that picked Patrice Pitbull. She did not give me a method or a round, so she only gets one point there. Sorry, Pammy. Um, DJ Tony, as I mentioned, you got that Douglas Lima fight exactly correct. You get three points there. Proteus also got the Lima fight correct but got the wrong round, so one point for Lima, one point for TKO. Marco gets one point for Lima, for uh, but he had second-round submission. And, Pammy, you did not give me a method or a round, so you got one point there. So, having said all that, it is a tie between Tony and Proteus with six points and Pammy coming in second with five. Three weeks in a row, we have had a tie. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to do something about this. That's I don't funny. know how we settle it, but we have to settle it somehow. Uh, you know what? I'll just be the tiebreaker and the belt goes to me. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure if you would have I'm sure if you would have given me method around Pammy, you probably should have you would have well, you won. know what? I mean right. I would have, but that's the day that I had to leave because I'd be at the school and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit stuff, you know, but that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, blah blah that blah. That was you some crazy use oh yeah. So let's get into it, guys. Let's get into the news and notes from last week. And what I'm going to start with, ladies and gentlemen, is the main event from both the uh, Bellator card and, of course, the UFC card. So let's throw to you, Pammy, in the main event of UFC 237, of course, uh, Jessica Andrade beats Rose Namajunas by KO in the second. What you got? Oh, well... I, I loved it because, you know, I've, you guys know that I've been a Jessica fan since forever. So I'm not one of these that just, you know, got on the bus kind of people. I'm glad that she won. And, I, you know, I hated to see Rose lose because I like Rose too. But, man, I'm, I'm so glad that my little Jessica won. She very well deserves a win for her. Do it. All right, DJ. All right, DJ Tony, I want to give you the same question, but I also want to expand on it with what Rose said in the post-fight press conference, kind okay. of saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got my house paid off, DJ Tony. And, uh, and she oh, yeah. also said, I'm not too sure if, if, if it's worth the squeeze, basically what she said. And I, I think we heard that from another one in the past, uh, DJ, uh, DJ Tony, we heard that from Cowboy Cerrone, you know, kind of saying this sport is really hard. Okay, so what did you think about the fight, first of all, DJ Tony, and what did you think about the comments of Rose Namajunas after the fight? I'm not surprised, um, only because I didn't think that Rose looked like she was into this. Um, if you look at her 
her um, vlogs and everything else, she just didn't look like the same Rose. And keep in mind, she's been out for a long, long, long time. And the fact that there has just been a lot of momentum going to Andrade, I thought that would happen. Here's, here's what I was surprised about. Um, her saying that that might be her last fight, I don't believe it. But I think there's so much emotion that goes into it with the training camps and everything else, guys, when you lose like that. And she was looking pretty good, right? I mean, let's, let's yeah, be honest. Was. I thought yeah. she won round one. She was looking pretty good. I did think that eventually she would get caught because she would have to fight almost a near-perfect fight to not get hit. But, um, listen, I think a lot of credit goes to Jessica Andrade because that's not the first time she's done that slam. Apparently, her gym will tell you that she's done it a lot. Um, and she mm-hmm. certainly has picked up larger fighters than her. Keep in mind, she fought in it, it, the Bantamweight uh, division for being a really yep. tiny woman. I, I, I think I think the young Nama Yunus needs a little bit of time off. I think she, her entire career has been rushed because she was, you know, attractive and just I think the UFC really wanted her to be part of it. But um, I think a lot of credit goes to Andrade, guys, and a lot of – Credit goes to Nama Yunus for being a champ after the fight and actually going to the press conference. But I just think she's tired, guys. She's overwhelmed. She's tired. She said the training camps take a toll on her relationship. So um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I I think that uh, some of the things that we said previous to this fight kind of uh, ring true. Um, Some of the things that I said that the boxing game of Rose Nama Yunus would uh, be on display and I think DJ Tony as you said and Pam as you said as well we have to give credit to Andrade but it's because I think the beating up of that leg that lead leg of Nami Yunus really paid dividends and you know she tried that 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 takedown and that slam in the first and and Rose was able to um you know kind of counter it uh but in the second round Rose was just it was like that's what they had expected they had, had expected that Andrade would at some point push Rose up against the fence and go for the, you know, the slam. And if they held on to that Kimura, and I know Daniel Cormier Cormier said this uh, on the the broadcast, but I think that it was a a mistake for for Rose to have just put her eggs in one basket. And maybe she wasn't there. And and I'm okay with Rose uh, moving on if she needs to, because as she said, her house is now paid off and she can do whatever she wants in the future. Um, So, um, I think this sport is very hard, and I think the UFC is even harder on their athletes, uh, no matter what they say with the Performance Institute. Let's move right along uh, to the main event of uh, Bellator 221, DJ Tony, Michael Chandler getting knocked out You know, fairly uh, early in the first round, of course. DJ Tony, there was a bit of controversy uh, coming out of that main event. You know, uh, Chandler saying maybe, you know, it's a, a championship fight. Maybe you, you should let this go a little bit longer, referee. Uh, what are your thoughts, DJ Tony, on uh, the win by uh, the Pitbull brother being a champ champ? I think most of the time where you see an early stoppage where we get upset is when like a Robbie Waller thing, right, where it's not a clear cut, either tap or go out. Michael Chiesa, that type of thing, but tap or nap. The problem is with one of these striking things, listen, Chandler was, and I was surprised by the fact that Chandler went into it with with his chin up, but Chandler was rocked. And I think it was only a matter of time before this fight was ended. It was ended prematurely. There's no doubt about it. The 
the fight was, was stopped, in my opinion, way too early. By the same token, I think the out, outcome would have been the same. I think eventually Patricky would have – I think the same thing would have happened whether you let it go another five seconds or another seven seconds. So I think the fight went the way it should have after Chandler was rocked. Surprised that Chandler got rocked, but, uh, you know, I, I think the results would have been the same. So, Pammy, let's let's throw to you because uh, previous to the event, you were you were texting me on the on the Twitterverse, and you were saying, you know, I'm very excited for Bellator. I can't get wait wait to get home from what I'm doing to to watch the main event. And and I, I, again, you you picked the, the Pitbull brother, so uh, it went your way. So, what did you think about the stoppage? Did you think it was premature, or did you think it was uh, the referee stepping in and doing his job correctly? I don't think it was premature because after, you know, I was watching the, the, the replays and I was wondering, do you remember when they fought that, when that, that one time that he fought, um, who was the guy that took his belt? I forget. But do you remember when his ankle went out? Oh, are you talking about Chandler right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you remember? It kind of yeah. looked like when he, it kind of looked like his ankle went out again and I kept looking right. and I was trying to find different angles because I thought, did his ankle just go out again? Which is why I picked Patricky in the first place because I thought, I don't know, man. That ankle, I bet you that ankle goes out again. And that's what it looked like to me. So do I think it was um, stopped too soon? No, I don't because, you know, you always have to err on the side of caution. You know, and people get mad that rather to be safe than sorry. Um, and, and like Tony says, if it didn't happen then, it was going to happen in a few seconds. So. Right, and of course the 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 last fight that you were that you were uh, prefacing was uh, the fight against Brent Primus, uh, the Chandler yeah. fight against Brent Primus, where he did injure mm-hmm. his ankle. Yes, okay. Um, just wanted to get to the bottom of that one. Okay, so I'll give my two cents worth on this one as well, guys. Uh, you know I like to err on the side of caution, and I do like when a referee steps in. Uh, it, look, um, Chandler was. He had his face down on the mat, and, and he, he. It seemed like uh, the hard hits by Patrice, um woke him up, and I think the ref stepped in in the right time. And I mean, you can listen to um, a Big John on the on the recap with uh, Mauro Ranello, and of course, guys, I love. I think that Bellator should just use Mauro all the time because he's the best. And um, within the recap with with him, with Morrow and Big John, you know, Big John says, yeah, it was an early stoppage, but you know what? We can understand why the referee did it because uh, Chandler was unresponsive and kind of got woken up by a big punch. And it was best for the best, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion. Okay. DJ Tony, I'm going to, I'm going to throw right back to you again, because we're going to stay on the Bellator track and then we're going to go back to UFC. But I want to, because this was probably um, another one of the, uh, I know Andrade had a big slam KO, but I think uh, this one in particular uh, by Douglas Lima uh, was probably a bigger um, candidate for KO uh, of the year. Um, Let's go to you in the co-main event here. Uh, And Douglas Lima gets the big win, second round, uh, well, KO, DJ Tony. But I gave you the point for that because we on this show we go – TKO or KO. So, what did you think about that co-main event, brother? Co-main event, brother. And I mean, uh, Douglas Lima moving on to the final in that welterweight uh, Grand Prix. 
I think we all saw it going that way. No offense to Michael Page, who was really looking good. I mean, he actually was striking pretty darn well, which is why he got aggressive. But those hands down, that karate stance that I love, just doesn't seem to be working lately, right? So Douglas Lima found an in with the low kick, swept Michael Page, sweeped the leg. And, of course, then the uppercut from hell, Michael Page being a class act, going out, of course, being a class act afterwards because he actually didn't shy away from the mics nor the crowd. But Douglas Lima is probably one of the best homebred fighters that Bellator has ever had, right? You know, him, A.J. Yes. McKee, um, you name it. I mean, you know, obviously Michael Chandler. They brought some pretty good fighters. And Douglas Lima may just be at the top of the homebred fighters. So I think the right guy won, Proteus. Yeah, I think the as we mentioned on last week's show, and Pam, you weren't uh, on for the Bellator portion of the show, but you did also go with Lima. Mm-hmm. So let's throw to you. I mean, uh, this seems like it's a T, uh, KO candidate of the year, correct? Because as DJ Tony was saying, you know, swept that leg, and, and because of Venom Page's, uh, he, the way he, he defends himself, it's very open, and, and Lima being able to sneak that, that uppercut in at the right time. And that's all she wrote, baby. He gave one extra for good measure, but uh, one or two extra for good measure, but before the ref came in. So what did you think in the co-main event of Bellator 221, Pammy? It was absolutely beautiful. I I was, I was so happy. Um, I kept watching it over and over just to make sure that, did I really see this? Did I really see this? And truth be told, I think when he fights, um, because he's going to fight Rory, I think he's going to take it because the first fight, I think it was a questionable win. As much as I love Rory McDonald, I think it was a questionable win. But I think think Lima's going to take this tournament easily. Well, Fitch has to get back, get past his next fight. Of course, uh, Neiman Gracie is next for Rory McDonald mm-hmm. in the welterweight world title uh, Grand Prix. Uh, of course, again, the welterweight grand, uh, title is up for grabs if if Rory McDonald's uh, dis- McDonald, not McDonald's, uh, try, uh, decides to to fight because you know he's found God, Pammy. So we don't know if he's going to move on. Uh, but yes, excellent win uh, for Douglas Lima. I thought exactly what I was talking about last week. You know, Douglas Lima is shoulders and heads above. Um, uh, he's just a better fighter, and I, I'm I'm glad that he did win. And I would like to see him fight. Again, um, for the title uh, against McDonald's. So I hope that gets done because that was a very good fight. Uh, okay, guys. So let's go back um, to UFC 237, of course, the co-main event, Anderson Silva versus Jared Cannonier. Now, listen, guys, um, th- this one did end, as I said, second round TKO, uh, leg kicks, um, but I thought the story of the day, and Pammy, you and I went back mm-hmm. and forth and talked about this a little bit, that, you know, Anderson Silva was, oh, I was injured before I went in, and uh, also um, your boy, um, um, Aldo. Whom I, uh, 
who, who uh, Jose Aldo also saying that he had a previous injury. It seems like the Brazilians are trying to make the story about them, even though they lost Pammy. And I just think that we need to pay attention to the fact that Ken and really did fight a good fight and, and took it to uh, Anderson Silva. So Pammy, what are your thoughts on the co-main event uh, UFC 237 that was? Well, you know, when we were texting back and forth and I said, I hope he ret- I wish that he would retire. You know, I don't care yeah. if your leg was injured. Not you, you need to stop already. He's 44 years old. I think he has one of those injuries that didn't maybe heal like it should have healed because he didn't give it the time to heal up. So um, I think he's just nah. he's going to keep causing more damage to himself. And, and he's not getting healthier. I mean, as we get older, we don't get healthier. You know, our bodies start weighing down. You know, you can't do, you know, you, you can't do the things that you did when you were 30 years old. So I think he just needs to hang it up. But I do want to say something positive. Herb Dean was on point that night. I mean, I, I think that the referees were awesome that night. I mean, yeah, when definitely. Herb Dean, like, rushed yeah. over to make sure that, that Anderson didn't get hit. And, I mean, I just think they were all on point last night or last week. So, um, by, um, you know, good, good repping on their part. Um, even um, Mark Goddard, when he went and he was kind of cradling Rose's head, you know, to make sure she was yep. okay. I, I think they were awesome. Yeah, I mean, these are the best referees in the game, and I think they should be, as much as we critique them, DJ Tony, I think that these guys, Mark Goddard, uh, it, 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 these guys should be in the, the main events no matter what. Um, okay, so let's throw to you, DJ Tony, because uh, like I said, you know, Cannoneer, the story coming out of this weekend was the Anderson Silva injury. It wasn't the fact that, Cannoneer actually did what needed to be done and, and, and kicked that leg until Anderson Silva just didn't want to move on any further. He didn't want to continue. And I think that's what should be the, the, uh, the story. What do you think, DJ Tony? I think a couple of things. First off, I think Goddard gets a bad deal because of his yeah. attitude, not because of his refing. Herb Dean, of course, has had some questionable stoppages or finishes, so he really needed that sure. one. Um, another story is the fact that, you know, Bellator had eight stoppages or finishes in that card. The UFC had seven, so it was an exciting card um, on, on both sides. I think the Bellator card on paper, at least top-heavy, was better. It's kind of tough, though. I mean, how do you – the problem is when you have so many fighters fighting out of that country, right, where you have Betch Cohead, yeah. you have Sergio Moraes, um, you know, Little Nog, um, Jose Aldo, Anderson Silva, Priscilla Cachera, Toledo Bernardo, all these people losing, right, these Brazilians losing. It's kind yeah. of tough. Now, mind you, there were Brazilians winning as well. But um, I just think that you get embarrassed at home, and I think it means a lot over there. So, um, unfortunately, I think they made it all about themselves. They didn't mean to do that, I don't think. I don't think it was intentional. But certainly, I didn't, I didn't even know about the Jose Aldo claiming he was injured. But um, if they're I injured, they probably shouldn't be fighting like, like Jared Kennedy said, right? Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, what Jose Aldo was saying that, you know, that he had a staph infection and it was a number of weeks, but as Volkanovsky said in his post-fight interview, and of course, as you, uh, I think you included on the, uh, um, the recap or the, uh, of the post-fight press conference, that uh, he said that, you know, you know, Jose said he had a staph infection. Well, you know what, there's eight weeks to train for this uh, particular fight and, if you're not able to take it, uh, maybe you shouldn't take it. So I just wanted to give Cannoneer the credit that he is due. Uh, that was a an excellent performance by him. If Anderson Silva was injured, well, Cannoneer took advantage of it, whether or not he knew uh, that Anderson was injured, and he performed well. Not only was he kicking that leg, but he was also moving around and being able to punch at will. I think Anderson Silva just gave up uh, after he got kicked a number of times in that particular leg, in the knee area. Uh, I also wanted to say that the Volkanovski fight was uh, impressive. Um, yes, there were some Dundasso on display. Shout out to our boys again. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, the fence grab kind of makes up for uh, previous um things that Jose Aldo has done. Let's just leave it at that. Okay, guys, so one thing I wanted to talk to you both about before we get out of here because I've got a little bit of time. So we have Anderson Silva on this card, and we also have Jose Aldo on this card. And you know what, guys? These two guys, and as Marco said on on last week's show, you know, perhaps the Jose Aldo uh, Volkanovski's card uh, fight should have been the co-main event and Anderson Silva maybe should have been underneath, but here's the thing that I want to throw to you. Cause this is the kind of something that I bring up a lot, but why is the UFC not able to make new stars? Why is it that we're still hanging on to Anderson Silva and also Jose Aldo in 2019? And of course I know that we're in Brazil guys, but we don't have any new stars. Where's Conor McGregor? He's selling his whiskey. DJ Tony, I throw to you. What's going on here? Well, the problem is, and we've chatted about this in terms of the callers that are great on Junkie and just the people that are dynamic. The problem is we continue to try to make stars out of people that don't have personalities, you guys. And unfortunately, the personality part does sell. It's become too much of a show type of business, Um, maybe way too much like wrestling. But the people like the Conor McGregor's, like the Joanna's, those were legit brash people that, that weren't trying to be a character. The problem is you either have to be genuine or not be a character. Um, no offense to, um, you know, Kobe Covington, who's done a pretty good job marketing himself. We don't know which Kobe we're getting, whether it's a real Kobe or whether it's a put-on. So I kind of like the fact that uh, people are genuine. The problem is you either have it or you don't. There's no other way around it. You're either dynamic or you're not. And that's what we're seeing, guys. Yeah, Pam, and and let's be honest. I mean, uh, we still had, you know, kind of the old generation uh, fighting on this particular card, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but we we still had uh, an, all of the old school fighters fighting, and I just don't know if we have any stars moving forward, Pam. Do you see anybody moving forward that could – you know, uh, be a star so that we don't have to rely. Like Aspen Ladd versus Shajaya Eubanks should be a big fight. You know what I mean? Because they're up and comers. 
I just know if is 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 everybody just getting lost in the fact that we're still hanging on? Like if Rich Franklin was still around, would we still be cheering for him? I well, you know, yes. because yes. Well, yes, <laughs> you're well, right. Because I mean, he was just an epitome of, of just class. Same with George yeah. St. Pierre. Man, there will never be another George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre again. The epitome of class, and I think people are kind of here, here. tired of all the the hijinks and, and the drama and the bullshit and, and the, you know, and I, and I think maybe people are kind of wishing for the, you know, the way it was when you know, it was cool, it was exciting to go, you know, to a fight and and you didn't have to worry about you know, the hijinks, you know, so to speak, the drama, the the, the WWE kind of antics, you know, and and so maybe. They're just kind of longing for that old school kind of feel, and maybe that's why they're hanging on. But you do have your up and comers, but I think you still have those same people that are trying to get shoved down our throat. They're they're trying to make them a big star, you know, just like the whole Connor thing, just like shoved down our throat. And I think people are finally kind of over that a little bit. And there are a lot of people to you know looking up. Sugar Shane, just just uh, the the Sugar Shane show, up uh, j- just came off suspension. He, he just got put on a, the um, Vegas card. I think I think he's a, you know fun dude to watch. He's that skinny little funny guy. He's awesome. I, I think you've got Robert Whitaker, who is such a gentleman, and people just I mean they just really love him because of his lack of antics, and he's just a great sportsman. And, and so I think maybe now that all all all, all the Shane and I, the shenanigans had passed. I think people are kind of like, okay, you know what? This is pretty cool. Laid back, and and the the current champions that you have now, I think, are a little bit more humble. I mean, just look at Max Holloway. Who doesn't? How can you not love Max Holloway? I mean, but again, I don't know if uh, his next fight is something that I want to see. Uh, but oh, let, let me just say one second. Yeah. Let me just say one second. You know, uh, 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 Antonio Rajigo Nagara was the main event of the prelims in mm-hmm. Brazil in 2019, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I mean, I appreciate what everything that he's done, Roger Nog, for the sport, but I don't believe that, you know, we should be uh, on, on ESPN proper uh, with uh, on, uh, Roger Nog losing, you know, a, a first round. KO, TKO. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and get out of here for this week. Listen, uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey, second, wait Pam. up, wait up, wait up. Okay, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Hello, uh, Nate Diaz, come on. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We Shut gonna, it out. We're not going to diss my guy. Okay, Nate Diaz and Anthony Pettis. Oh, my God. Fuck okay. that. I'm being cool. I'm trying not to sound excited or be excited. I'm trying to be very nonchalant yeah, it, about yeah, this when it happens when it happens I will be very yeah. happy if it because yeah, it so never right happens now, so it's like it right now it's like yo what's up yeah Nate it's been two years two plus years Nate yeah, if it happens, I'll be very happy, Pammy. Yeah, but thank you very much for bringing that up. Um, let's go ahead and throw to you so we can get out of here. Um, if you have a uh, uh, guilty pleasure of the week or if you have a Twitter follow of the week, I'd love to hear that, Pammy. What you got? Oh, my gosh. Okay, my guilty pleasure is Trash TV at its finest, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, my God. What a just oh my deal. But it's fun. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy it, Pammy. 
we no will not have the Game of Thrones. Me. Apparently, we will not oh. have a Game of Thrones recap on this show because Marco is not on it. DJ Tony, uh, what's your guilty pleasure? Awesome. You got a Twitter, Twitter follow of the week. What you got? Well, my guilty pleasure was trying to get Pam to be fooled on the Anthony Pettis uh, slash Nate Diaz fight. Uh, rather, what did I say? Uh, Tony Ferguson versus uh, Nate, Tony Ferguson. Nate Diaz. Uh, that's the fight I'd rather see, to be honest. You almost got uh, but dealt with. My, that's true. You're right. But one, here's here's the thing. So I, I've gone many, many, many years not watching Game of Thrones. I don't know how many years it's been, eight seasons, whatever. I got sucked in last week, Proteus. So it's very fortuitous that Marco's not here. I'm going to shout out Game of Thrones. I didn't get into it, couldn't get into it, but oh somebody God. did. So uh, so shout out to uh, to, uh, to Game of Thrones, I guess. And my Twitter follow the week, Proteus, my, how about this, my Instagram follow the week, because this was kind of new to me. Um, how about Aspen Lad, who takes her dog on hikes, at Aspen Lad, uh, L-A-D-D. Um, so shout out to Aspen Lad. All right. Thank you very much, DJ Tony. I appreciate that. Um, Proteus's shower pick of the week is once more a, a Coheed track. I do apologize. We are gearing up for a summer tour with Coheed, but uh, the audience, uh, by Coheed and Cambria is uh, kind of one of my favorite songs. It's a, it's it's pretty hard, and of course, uh, he wrote a song about the the people who uh, listen to his music, and it's it's pretty awesome. Off of the color of the sun, uh, so go and check it out. It's going to be on um, my uh, YouTube music profile. I'll be on my YouTube profile as well. It's called Proteus's Shower Picks. Go check it out. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get out of here for this week. DJ Tony, if you want to cue that music, we probably already did. So let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, uh, Pammy, just like that. Bye-bye. We out of here? Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Yeah. My bad.